You're listening to the Church of Life and Praise podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, please visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or check us out on Facebook. Our prayer is that you would come to know Jesus in a deeper way. Now, enjoy the message. to ardently follow, emulate his life and character, singing about him and worshiping him, addressing him in prayer. Who is this man who himself said to the 12 obscure men living in unknown villages around the Sea of Galilee, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And immediately, They dropped everything and followed him. And in doing so, it changed the whole perspective of their lives forever. In fact, every life was changed that encountered him. Without exception. It has been recorded that this man's mother, Mary, was a virgin and was visited by an angel, Gabriel, and who proclaimed to her that she would give birth to a holy child. The angel Gabriel was sent to a virgin Mary and said to her, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, that holy one. Luke 1, 27 through 38. Who is this man? That's what I'm going to talk about. Can you say amen? Thank you, worship team. We're going to talk about this man today. Who is this man that fed 5,000 plus women and children with only five loaves of bread and two fish? His disciples came to him saying, the hour is late. Send the multitudes away that they may go and buy themselves food. This man said, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. The disciples said to him, we've only got five loaves and two fish. He said, bring them to me. And he took the five loaves and two fish, looking to heaven, he blessed, he broke, and he gave the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. And this bread and fish multiplied as the disciples served them. So they all ate and were filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. And that was in Matthew 14, 12 through 21. Matthew 15 records that again he fed 4,000 in the same manner. Who is this man who came to his disciples in the early hours of the morning walking on the water? Matthew 14. And another time he calmed the raging sea called of Galilee. Matthew 8. He got into a boat. His disciples followed him. A great tempest arose on the sea. The boat was covered with waves. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled, saying, Who is he? Hmm. Even the winds the waves obey him. Who is this man who healed blind Bartimaeus? He was sitting by the roadside in Jericho. Bartim says, blind Bartimaeus sat by the road begging. And a lot of people hindered him and says, they heard Jesus coming and he said, don't bother him, don't bother him. Leave him alone. 
But this man persistent said, when he heard this man coming, he began to cry out. And this man stood still. Mm. Mm. I'm going to tell you today you, that you can do the same thing in your deliverance and in your crying and in sometimes your misgivings and you don't know which way to turn. You call on him and I guarantee you that Jesus will stand still yeah. and he'll hear your cry. Thank you, can you say amen? amen? They call the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer. Oh, now that Jesus gave him attention, they all got, all got on his side. Doesn't that sound familiar? Rise, he's calling you. And his faith, throwing away his garment, he rose and came to this man. So this man said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And he said, Rabboni, or teacher, that I may receive my sight. Yes. And this man said, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight. In fact, everywhere this man went, he healed and delivered the sick, the blind. Matthew 4, 24 says, And they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were de uh, demon-possessed, epileptics and pa par uh, paralytics, and he healed them. And his miracle working power is still working today. It has never abated. Yes. Who is this man? Well, Moses, directed by God, declared to the Jewish elders in Egypt when they were in bondage. He said, I'm going to, I've, I've heard their cries. God said to Moses, I've heard and I've seen them. Mm. For 400 and some years, they were under bondage and uh, uh, being afflicted and in slavery. And Moses was directed by God and declared to the Jewish elders in Egypt and also to Pharaoh that this man was the I am, the Lord God, mm. Jehovah. Thank you. And he said to Moses, this is my eternal name my name to remember for all generations. He said, Moses said, who, who, who am I going to say sent me? In other words, there was, there was all kinds of gods. What, what, what name am I going to give them when they ask me? Well, what, what, they, what am I going to say? He said, you say that I am. I'm the uncaused cause. I am that I am. There is none before me. There's none beside me. There's none around me, I am. I am the Lord God. I am Jehovah yes. Elohim. Can you say praise the Lord? Praise the Lord. And this is what Isaiah, the Messianic prophet in the Old Testament, prophesied about this man. Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 said, For unto us a child is born, is born in Bethlehem, in a manger. And unto us a son is given, given on the cross. And the government shall be upon or rest on his shoulder and his name, as the eternal name, mm. will be called Wonderful, yeah. Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Let me say that again. And his name will be called Wonderful. Mm. Wonderful in his majesty. Wonderful in his holiness. Yeah. Wonderful in his goodness. Counselor. The best counsel you can get is getting on your knees before God and yeah. crying out to him. And God will speak to you. Yeah. The mighty God. No other one like him. The everlasting father. He's eternal. The prince of peace. Before Jesus left, and he was talking to his disciples, he said, my peace I give to you. He says, the world can't give this kind of peace. I can give you peace. I want to tell you right now, in this time of, 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 of age, when, when, when fear is being uh, 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 gendered all around us, we don't have to walk in fear. We can walk in peace of the peace that Jesus Christ can give us. He said, he is the Prince of Peace. Yes. 
He says, my, the world can't give you peace. You can stay six feet behind people. You can wear your mask. You can do all, and we should be doing that. But you can wear all that. And that is not going to protect you like the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why. That is why we've claimed here at CLP, Psalm 91, the, time of, the prayer of protection. I admonish you, if you don't have it, and you don't have it posted in your house, get it out. The Psalm 91 prayer. And this is what our God can do. He can bring peace to you, protection to you, and he will keep you in every hour of distress or trial or test or temptation. That's one of his titles, his name. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the ruler of peace. And on the increase of his government, and there it is again, peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to honor it with judgment and justice. From this time forward, even forevermore. John the Baptist called him the Lamb of God, the sacrifice which takes away the sin of the world. In John 1.29. Peter, a disciple, an apostle, when asked who this man was, declared through divine inspiration, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yes. And Jesus looked at him and said, Peter, you well said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. It came straight from heaven. You are the Christ. There is no other Christ. Yeah. There is no other Messiah. Yeah. No other anointed one. No other one that is God that is incarnated by God. Yeah. And then later on, when Peter was asked to declare the reason for his ministry, why he did it, he, he declared and, and he stated in Acts 3:12, nor is there salvation in any other name. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The angel said to Joseph, you're going to call his name Jesus. Why? Because he is going to save his people from his sins. This, who is this man? He is the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, the Father in flesh, Almighty God, the hope of the world. I'm saying he's the hope of the world. I'm saying it again. He's the hope. There is no other hope other than Jesus Christ. Oh, we can laugh him aside. We can uh, push him aside. Uh, Everybody, all the secular society can ignore him. But I'm going to tell you, when the chips are down, He's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can help you. He is the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, and the hope of the world. Can you say amen? Amen. Jesus stated to his disciple, Philip, and to the rest of the disciples, when Philip asked to see the Father, John 14, 9, he says, Have I been so long a time with you, and you haven't known me? Philip, he that has seen me has seen the Father. When you look at Jesus Christ, God the Father identified with us by coming and incarnating himself in the man Christ Jesus. And so we have walking on this earth. Who was walking on this earth when when, when the disciples, and he called the disciples, was the God-man. The man that was the incarnate God. The God that uh, who who was above and beyond time came into time to help us of creatures of time. Can you say amen? amen? And he brought peace and joy and love. He showed us the way. If you'll get into the Gospels of Jesus Christ and begin to read and listen to what Jesus did, there's an example that you can follow. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the light. Yes. Who is this man? He's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord. He's the master. Jesus, he's the Savior. Christ, he's the anointer. Mm-hmm. Our Savior, our Redeemer. And then he says, do you believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Now, those, you see what I'm doing? Right. Well, there's no, no other one could do that but God. Right. Amen. 
And God was so kind because in the Old Testament, they couldn't approach God. In the Old Testament, they couldn't get near God. And, and a lot of times we mistake and, and, and think God is being cruel in the Old Testament when he says, don't come near me. I'll stay so much, so far away. Don't come and touch the mountain. Don't do this. That was the mercy of God. Because without the covering of the blood of Jesus Christ, if they walked and touched that mountain, <clears throat> if they came into the presence of God without being asked, his, his power and his holiness and his mind would have consumed them. And in his mercy, he said, stay away. Don't get near. But <laughs> Jesus cries out, the God-man, the incarnate God, who failed, him in who failed himself in flesh, says, come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Yes. Mm. Ah, can you say amen? amen? Paul the apostle wrote to the Colossians, stating that Jesus Christ is the Visible image of the invisible God. When you see Jesus, you see God in the flesh. For Here it is. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. Man was barred from God because of the fall. But when Jesus came, and shed his blood. He gave his life. And there. Was reconciliation made. Now. All men. Women. Boys. Girls. Everywhere. Can come into the very presence of God. Yes. You heard me say that on Good Friday. Amen. I'm covered by the blood. You know, in the old days of Pentecost, they used to, and, and I think we should get in the habit again, they used to plead the blood. They pleaded the blood over everything. They pleaded the blood over the home. They pleaded the blood over sickness. They, they, they pleaded the blood over finances. They pleaded the blood over the car. They pleaded the blood over their children. What were they saying? In essence, they were saying, I claim the covenant that God secured for me on Calvary. Yes. Yes. And his blood was shed. It was pure blood. That was shed. Amen. That I might have eternal life. Protection. He reconciled everything. Do you realize that the whole world has been reconciled to God? The whole world. But they won't believe it. And so because of their unbelief. They wallow in hurt and pain. They try to find all kinds of solutions and searching for peace and they can't find it. There is no other peace other than peace that's found in Jesus Christ. You might as well get used to it and that's the way it's going to be. Things may get worse and things are going to get worse and there's going to be a man that's going to rise up and come in his own name and offer peace but he's not going to be able to keep it. He'll only keep it uh, the one world government for about a, all these people that are striving for this one world government. Honey, I want to give you a clue. It's only going to last about three and a half years. But there's one that has come, the Lord Jesus Christ. And you read it in Isaiah, it of his kingdom and increase, there will be no end. He's the prince of peace. And he's reconciled you if you'll only believe. And how can I be reconciled with God. What is my part in it? It's when I realize I'm a sinner and I repent of my sins and say, Jesus, I'm making a turnaround. And I'm going to walk in the opposite direction than I've been walking. And I'll guarantee you, if you do that, hmm. you'll find peace you never knew. Joy and heaven too. Can you say amen? Yes. Reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything. Here it is. With everything in heaven, on earth, by means of Christ's blood on the cross. I wish I had the time to go right in that part right there, but I don't. One of these, I just might. 
Second Peter 2 24 states, who himself, speaking of Jesus, bore our sins in his own body on the tree. And that was the cross. Philippians 2 6 says, though he was God, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. What other king would do that? What other king? You, 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 you have to, you, you, you can't, even our president, you can't get close to our president. There's all kind of people around. You can't go up to him and say, uh, you know, good morning, uh, Mr. President. Good morning, Mr. Trump. Uh, you know, could I just have a, why don't you come over, come over to my, come over to uh, Dunkin' Donuts and have a cup of coffee with me. There would be a hundred bodyguards gathered around him and whisk him out of the way and say, look to me and say, get that nut. Out of my way, out of his way. But if that had been Jesus, and you'd have come over and said, Jesus, let's go for a cup of coffee, there wouldn't have been one bodyguard, not even an angel. Probably there wouldn't have been an angel accompanying us and, and blessing us, but we would have gone down and Jesus would have taken the time to have a cup of coffee with me personally. Yes. But he's not here in the flesh now, but he's here in the spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit is all about. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of Christ. And that spirit of Christ is in you. And he's in you. What is he doing? Bringing and ushering peace and giving you joy and giving you a happiness and, yes. and giving you direction and Thank counsel. You, you can't get it in anything else. Mm. Can you say amen? Amen. And Second Peter, like I said, he bore our sins in his own blood on the tree. And it says, though he was God, he took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on the cross. That was our king. That was our creator. The one who just spoke the world into existence. Mm. Mars and Jupiter, all of these planets. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're just, they're, that just marvels me. I don't understand it all, but it marvels me. Mm. I love to read and, 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 and look things up about creation and the magnitude of God. Mm. Mighty, mighty, mighty God. How can you describe those words? Mighty God. And yet that mighty God took the humble position. What king today would take a humble position like that and become like you? And not only did he come as a man, a human man, he made himself a slave. And he humbles himself and died on a criminal's cross. He was treated like a criminal. And he did it for who? Us. We, we, we don't deserve the presence of God like we felt here today. We don't deserve it. But by his grace, <laughs> we can't earn it. But he, because of his love, bestowed it on us. You know why? Because we are his creation. And though Adam and Eve fell, he never forgot his creation. And the first thing he did when Adam fell, he came to them and offered them redemption. Genesis 3.15. He said, there's going to be a seed of a woman that's going to rise up and crush the head of Satan. And I want to tell you right now, and I'm going to serve you notice, that there's coming a day. I love that part. You've heard me say this over and over again. I love that part about uh, in the Passion, where where you you, you see you, in the movie. You if you haven't seen it, you should see it. But uh, where he he was laying, Jesus was laying. Picture Jesus laying on the ground in the Garden of Gethsemane, and all of a sudden you saw this evil person come, all dressed in black, and down out of that person's robe came this slithering snake. Dead God. I still can't stand snakes. <laughs> that, if that was me, 
I'd have been up and gone. I would have said, Jesus, you have Gethsemane, you have it all. Get rid of that snake. But I like what he did. And I mean, I because now I don't know if he actually did this or not, but in the movie he goes and he's and, and, and I'm thinking, I'm watching that snake, and he's coming closer. The snake is coming closer. And because I, I don't like snakes, so I'm sitting there and I'm watching, oh my God, what is he gonna do? You know, help 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 him. You know, and, and I'm sitting there saying, help him, Lord, help him. <laughs> and here comes the snake, you know, like, and all of a sudden, before you even know it, you hear this whoosh, boom. And it crushed his head. Yeah. <laughs> Genesis 3.15 said he's going to, yeah. serpent is yeah. going to bruise his heel, but he's going to crush his head. Yeah. And I hope he takes his foot and grinds it into the ground for all the trouble he's given us. Yes. If anybody deserves hell, it's him. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Yeah. He crushed him. What does that mean? He crushed his, you know, Satan is already defeated, but he doesn't have sense enough to know it. Yeah. He's so incensed with hatred for God that he just can't give in. But it's already spelled out here. He said, of his kingdom there shall be no end. Can you say amen? amen. But, it, but, but, but it doesn't stop here. On the third day, I, I, Satan and his, the, the Bible says that if, if the kings of glory and the kings and, and the princes knew what they were doing and who they were crucifying, they wouldn't even have crucified him. The devil thought he had him. He missed his mark. Yeah. Every the, the very part and every every time he he was after Jesus. You know that story of the boat that I told you about just a little while ago by getting in, in, in into the boat and, and so let's go to the other side. Uh, the, 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 that storm was 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 brought on by the enemy. He was trying to kill Jesus then. He tried to kill him at birth. He tried to kill him all through his ministry on earth. And then finally, he thought he had him, and the religious crowd of that day actually joined in with him. And said, crucify him. Amen. But on the third day of his crucifixion, Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and he is alive. Death or hell could not keep him, hold him, or conquer him. Everybody say, he is risen. Let's say it together. He, he is, is risen. risen. Yeah. I got to read this. Matthew 28. On the, uh, early on Sunday morning, as uh, Matthew 1 to 8, the NLT. Uh, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. Two. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven rolled aside the stone and sat on it. I love that. I mean, what did they do? They put Jesus in there. I don't know how tall he was or how big he was, but here is this. He, he probably wasn't too tall, maybe five foot something. And here's Jesus. They, they put him in a tomb, one single man, and they had almost a garrison of soldiers watching it too. They rolled this big heavy stone in front of it. And that wasn't enough. The officials of the day of the religious crowd went to Pilate and said, put your seal on it. <laughs> and so they, and, and, and Pilate says, okay, I'll do that. He says, secure it the best you can. Because I believe Pilate had an inkling, but he was too proud to admit it. Because his wife, had had a dream and said, have nothing to do with this man. Pilate, I believe, had, and Pilate was curious, but he was too fickle mm -hmm. to take a stand. Mm -hmm. So he said, go and secure it once you, once you get it. And, and here, I, I think it was about four, how many soldiers were there? I can't remember. Now, but there was a bunch of soldiers there, supposed to be God, all that. Now, when you were on duty, for the Romans, they were a tough bunch. You didn't go to sleep. Right. 
And here they are. And this angel comes in all of his power and glory. And the gods are slain out, not under the spirit either, but they're slain out from fear. And the angel rolls a stone and the most powerful government in the world, empire, had a seal. No one dared to break that seal. But God didn't care about the seals because he is thrown and ruler over all the government. Can you say amen? Amen. And he broke that seal. And I don't know whether half the seal was on top or not. And then he comes and he sets down on the stone. He just sets down. And he says, to, I mean, I mean, you know, as, as if to say, there. <laughs> there now, now see what you can do. <laughs> he sat on it. And he said, that's nothing. He just goes, clump, stone rolls, clump, clump. Here it is. The, the, one of the someone, one of the toughest uh, soldiers in in the world, a Roman Empire soldiers, right. Right. were well trained. Yeah. Were on their backs. Right. <laughs> were on their backs, and here they are. And Jesus sitting. I mean, and the angel sitting on the stone. And Jesus nowhere to be found. Yeah. Death couldn't hold him. Can you say Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Death couldn't hold him. Death couldn't conquer him. He's alive. Amen. Then the angel spoke to the women, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. Now this is the message for this hour. Don't be afraid. This man is yes. in control. Yes. You don't have to worry. If you're under the blood of Jesus Christ and you're following Jesus Christ, you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry virus. You don't have to worry. Now, here again, and I, I might better make a disclaimer. I mean, you gotta, you just, you just can't go and presume on the power of God. You do what you're supposed to do, but you don't have to walk in fear. Right. Yes, amen. Could, what's going to happen to you? You come, you know, I don't want to get the virus. Well, what happens to you if you're a Christian? You get the virus, you die, where are you going? Lord. <laughs> you're going to heaven. Right. That's the worst that can happen to you. You may suffer a little pain while you're here, but eventually you're going to give up the ghost and boom, you're going to be with Jesus. <laughs> Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Fear is of the devil. Fear is a spirit. You don't have to walk in fear. Psalm 91 prayer. Read it every day and claim it for you. This is your protection. Can you say amen? This is where it, it all is. You can trust Jesus with every part of your soul, your, your, your life, spirit, soul, and body. Can you say amen? Well, that's not that, but I'm just a... And those that have fear need to go to Christ Jesus and say, God, I am fearful. I need peace. I walk in the stores and everything else, and I can sense fear. I look into people's eyes, and, and, and there's no rest there. You know, you can look into people's eyes, and you can you can know whether they're, whether they're fearful or, or sad or whatever. And I can look in their eyes, and they'll look at me, and then they'll look away. That's fear. And we're being governed by fear. I have my conclusions and I have my ideas and I'm not going to express here, but I'm telling you right now, there is no fear in Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. Yes. Don't be afraid. He said, I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. And I'm almost done. He isn't here. He's risen from the dead, just like he said would happen. Mm -hmm. Come see where his body was lying. <laughs> it was there, but it ain't there now. Yes. Can you say amen? Yes. I'm talking about this man. Yes. And then let's look at uh, uh, the book of Philippians 2, 9, 11. Therefore, Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Therefore, God elevated him, Jesus, to the place of yes. highest honor and gave him the name. Yes. I used to read that scripture 
And I would just say, and gave him a name above all. And then I was reading it and I saw, it says, gave him the name. What is the name? The eternal name to be remembered for all generations. Mm -hmm. Jehovah. Yes, Jesus. Above all other names, that at the name of Jesus, mm -hmm. every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now, I looked that word up, Lord, there, and it means Jehovah. Many times in the New Testament, when Lord is referred to, if you look it up, it will mean Yahweh or Jehovah. Hmm. Jesus is Jehovah in the flesh. So it says giving that eternal name, Jehovah. Mm -hmm. So here it is. Above all, the, uh, name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Well, now, what do you mean to the glory of God? Because Jesus glorified God in his earthly walk and in earthly. God was glorified. Excuse me. God was glorified through Jesus Christ because he was fulfilling the mission that he came to do. Can you say amen? Amen. One day, all created beings will bow before him. And acknowledge that he is Lord. Or that he is Jehovah. On the entire universe. Deserving the worship that God alone. Is going to receive. In conclusion. And we have the promise. It hasn't been there. Just that Jesus rose. I want to tell you something. The, the Easter Resurrection Sunday and the celebration of Easter does not end back there 2,000 years ago and doesn't end here mm -hmm. in this century. His kingdom is eternal. And he didn't just live and rose again and then that's it. Mm -hmm. We have this promise that this same Jesus, this same Jesus. I said, this same Jesus that calmed the waters, that healed blind by the maze, that, 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 that supplied 5,000 people plus men and plus women and children with bread and took up 12 baskets. This same Jesus that laid his hands on people. This same Jesus that the disciples followed. This same Jesus that promised the disciples power when the Holy Spirit would come upon them. This same Jesus is coming back in person. We're living in a time and an age and I believe that this pandemic problem that we're having right now is one of the signs that Jesus is coming. When you see these things, Jesus said, look up. Don't be filled with fear. Look up because your redemption draws now. What does he mean? The second coming of Jesus, the man that was resurrected, who is God Almighty, is coming back again just like he went away to set up his everlasting kingdom as Isaiah prophesied in 9-6. After Jesus' resurrection, and as he was leading them out to Bethany and began to ascend, and the disciples were looking steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel who said, Men of Galilee, why you stand up gazing in heaven? In other words, that angel was saying, didn't Jesus give you some instructions? Get to Jerusalem. Right. Prepare yourself for Jerusalem. This same Jesus who was taken up into heaven will come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. Now the Apostle Paul 
affirms this in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 18. For the Lord himself. Now that word Lord there is kurios. And it can be used as God, Lord, Master, or Sir. So we can assert there that this is saying for God himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, with a trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And those that have died in the Lord, died as saved, are going to rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. Here it is. Jesus went up in the clouds. He's coming back in the cloud of glory. To meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Yes. Everybody say this with me. He's, He's coming, coming again. again. Say it again. He's, He's coming, coming again. again. Yes. Do you believe it? Ooh, yes. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout. And this troubled world today needs to hear these words resounding yeah. clearly from our, our lips and our pulpits in this desperate hour. They need to hear a positive message of hope. When you're talking to someone now and they're talking in fear, offer them hope. Yes. I urge you therefore to follow him exclusively for only Jesus has the words of eternal life. Only Jesus can give you hope. Remember Peter's word. There is no other name. Mm -hmm. Jesus is the Christ. The son of the living God. The ministry we, we really need is this. In this desperate hour. In one hand bearing varied types of assistance. But it, in the other. But accompanying our acts of humanitarianism. Humanity needs to hear our lips our voice with this positive message of hope the good news of who Jesus Christ really is can you say yes, amen, amen. he has all authority yes. in heaven and earth and that complete deliverance and I'm reading this complete deliverance can be realized in our lives through knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. Amen. Without the latter, we're only doing half the job. I can put people in homes. I can put clothes on their back. Mm -hmm. And I can feed them. And that's all good. Everybody should be doing it. The church should be doing it. But if that's all a church is doing and not preaching the gospel... You are doing a detrimental yeah. service to a lost and dying world. They need to hear, not only to have material things in their hand, but they need to hear that Jesus loves and cares for them. And you and I need to be reaching out and ministering hope mm -hmm. and love and telling them the plan of salvation. Only Jesus is going to help us through this. Only Jesus only Jesus, only Jesus mm -hmm. is the answer to the world. Yeah. And I want to ask you this question today. Do you know this man called Jesus? Maybe, uh, and have you received him as Lord and Savior of your life? That's the only hope we have. Let me tell you something. You can get all the welfare you want in this world. You can have all kinds of assistance that you can get. You can go, but that's only going to be temporary. It's not going to last. It's not going to bring you peace. It's not going to bring you joy. And you can have the best paying job in the world. But it's not going to give you peace. There are people who are multimillionaires that are committing, committing suicide. Have a big paycheck that are throwing their lives away. The marriages are a mess. The children don't care about them. And you've heard the saying, it's lonely at the top. We don't only have to care for the down and outers, we have to think to think about the up and outers. Don't we holler about, you know, the rich, the rich, the rich. The rich are people. 
the plural. And we make a class distinction. That's not what Jesus does. Neither should we. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And so here today, where do you stand with Jesus? Where is your position? Do you have this hope? Do you know this man? Or are you still wondering about him? I'm telling you today, you can have life and have an eternal life. And even in the midst of your problems and trials, you can take all that to the Lord Jesus Christ and he will care for you. If I could have the people in here that's, that's doing the broadcast today, live streaming, stand and testify what their life was before they met Jesus and what their life is now after they met Jesus. I think you'll find that testimony. Everyone will be in the affirmative. I have asked congregations, how many in here, when the congregations could gather, I'd ask, how many here are sorry that you served Jesus? How many would like to go back where you were? And every time, not one hand is raised. That's an affirmation of the presence and power and love of Jesus. If Jesus should come, today are you ready? This is Easter Sunday. This is the big celebration all across the country and around the world. We're celebrating the resurrection of Christ. And it's just not a ritual. It's just not a, a doctrine that we teach or, or a position of, of, of a, a denominal church. It's a reality. It's a life practice. It's a way of life. And you can only have peace knowing Jesus in the midst of the storm. Let's bow our heads right now. The Bible said, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And if you're listening to my voice today and I plead with you and make the appeal, huh, and I'm not just trying to get you in my church because you can't come to my church because it's a pandemic, so I just want you to introduce you to Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Then find someone, a friend of someone, someone around you knows Jesus. Take the book, which is the Bible, say, explain this to me. I want to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Right now, I'm giving you an opportunity to reach out to the Lord. Let's bow in prayer. If you really want to know Jesus, and you want him as your Lord and Savior. And you want him to come and quell your fears. Just bow your head and your heart right now. And just say with me, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. I need you. I believe what that preacher said. I want to know this man called Jesus. I want to know him and have him ruling and reigning in my life. And I'm asking right now, Lord Jesus, and confessing the fact that I am a sinner. I haven't been serving you, Lord. And maybe also, uh, before we continue, you're, you've been lukewarm. And you've caught us, caught, uh, us strayed from the Lord. You can say this prayer, finish this prayer with us. So repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. I bow humbly before you. And I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I believe that you are God in the flesh. And I believe that you have the answer of eternal life. And I believe that you shed your blood that I might have life everlasting. So now I'm confessing to you and saying, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent today. Help me to turn around and walk in the path that you would want me to walk. You promised joy, and I claim that joy. You promised me peace, and I claim that peace. And I give my heart, my soul, and my mind entirely to you. 
And I pray in Jesus' name that you will save my soul. And Lord, upon this first step of repentance, let me begin to walk in what you want me to do. Walk in the fullness of my salvation and in the power of the Holy Spirit. I believe you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And I accept you as my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's lift our hands and love the Lord right now. And God, I pray for those who have feet. God, even those in the church who, who, who are, are in fear today, help them, and Lord, help them to realize that fear is not from God. Fear is from the devil. And I pray that, God, they will look unto you, the Lord Jesus Christ, as their solace, as their strength, and as their healer. Heal him from this fear and give them peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And Lord Jesus, I pray the peace that passeth all understanding will be given to them right now. I pray for those that are in the sound of my voice that need healing. Not only did he come for our sins and to cleanse us from our sins, but by his stripes we are healed. And I claim healing, virtue to rest right now in those that are in need of a divine intervention from you. You are the healer. They came to you in the New Testament, Lord. And everyone that came to you, you healed them. And we're coming to you in humility and in faith and in believing that if we come to you, you will not cast us out, but you'll stretch forth your hand like you did blind Bartimaeus and speak help and wholeness in him. Those that are financially stressed right now, Lord, we realize that there are those that are unemployed. I pray that you will supply their every need. Perform the miracle of provision, I pray in Jesus' name, in their lives. Prove yourself to them and show them that you are that provider. Now I pray once again for this situation that we are in. I'm asking you to quell it, to stop it, to turn it around in the name of Jesus. You are a miracle worker. You can curb this, can turn it around. Lord Jesus, and we're claiming it in the name of Jesus that this will cease and desist. That it will begin to ebb in the name of Jesus. That it will go. And those that are sick with it, I pray for healing for them and strength, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We're believing it today. We're believing it today. And we're coming to the author and finisher of our faith, believing, God, that you will heal and answer prayer in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now I want you to go in peace today. I hope this message has helped you. I hope it has blessed you. And you go in peace and let the resurrection Christ come alive and resurrect you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God.